Your heart is the support system for every organ in your body. The brain can't function without the heart pumping. The liver can't quiver when the heart has no rhythm. The quality of your life depends on the quality of your heart. Matters of the Heart podcast is a safe space for you to face the true matters of your heart. The issues that causes stress, even when you're seemingly at rest. Issues like hurt, pain, betrayal, and shame are things that are buried alive in the back of the brain. I call them undiagnosed heart traumas. Others refer to them as heartbreak, when in fact, it's heartache because the heart can't break. I know, sounds pretty interesting to hear, but you'll learn more as you enter in and allow the healing to begin. I'm Natasha Mayo, the execution strategist. Welcome to Matters of the Heart. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to season two. Oh my goodness. I am ecstatic to be back with you for another season of Matters of the Heart podcast. Today, I have the amazing India Hall, the ultimate realtor with me. And we are going to be talking about confirmation. Some of you guys may be familiar with a sign. God, give me a sign. I need a sign. And so we're going to be talking about all things sign. Before we do, I like to jump in and India has sent me her bio, but I like to jump in and share how we came to know one another and even how this podcast um, came to be for today with this uh, with this topic. And so at first I met India uh, a little bit over a year ago. She was the uh, sitting, what do you call that, India? The agent that comes in when, when another agent isn't able to be present? Yeah, I was just, so your son's agent was on my team. Okay. Um, so I'm the team leader. She wasn't able to make it to the closing. And so I filled in the gap. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful that she did because I don't believe things just happen. And so India did a phenomenal job with sitting in, asking all the questions, making sure that my son was well taken care of um, doing his closing. And we, you know, made a connection and stayed in contact. And so one of the things that I learned during that time was that India, like me, had an adult with special needs. And so I believe that there is an unspoken superpower when it comes to parents that have special needs, like literally. There is a strength like no others that rest, rule, and reign in parents that have special needs. And so we connected on that level and just stay connected from there. And so she made a post a couple of weeks ago about the sign is the opportunity. And she went in and was simply saying how having that ha having that conversation or having that need is really, and I, these are my words, it's really a disrespect to God spiritually because you should not need a sign. The sign is indeed the opportunity. And so I say it this way. First of all, you guys know I love disruptive conversation. And so oftentimes disruption can come in 
come by way of offense initially because it disrupts everything that you believe. But for me, when I see disruptive language, disruptive conversation, I get excited because it makes me sit up. And so when I saw her message, I reached out to her and we chatted a bit about it. And I said, you have got to come on the podcast to let's unpack this. Because the reality of it is, is that people do need a sign at the level they are at. But the undergirding of needing a sign is insecurity. It is lack of relationship with God that you need sign after sign after sign to tell you that this is what God has for you. And so I want you guys to let us know that you're here. I see that you're here, but I can't see who you are. Just like you do when you enter someone's home, you say hello. So tell Indy and I hello. Let us know where you guys are tuning in from and let us know what your intention is today. I always tell my clients, family, and friends, never enter any space without any expectations. An expectation is simply an intention. So let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from. And while you do that, I am going to allow India to introduce herself and then to give us a little snippet about what she meant uh, in that post that she made a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So listen, you just said a whole mouthful, Natasha. I love it. Um, I didn't even think about it that deep. Um, but let me just go ahead and do your request. My name is India Hall. I'm the ultimate realtor. Um, I help buyers, sellers, and investors build or dispose of their residential real estate portfolios in DC, Maryland, and Virginia with partners across the US. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> um, I, I made that post because um, a lot of times I feel like I come across, you know, people who are really wanting to, you know, kind of make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and the decision, and, and they really kind of know what the decision should be, but they pause and, and their excuse is, you know, I'm waiting for God to give me a sign. Well, yeah. this is your sign. I'm going to give you an example. I had a, um, and I, listen, I don't know the depth of it. It's just like the conversation. Um, and I had, we were having an open house. So I'm a realtor. We were having an open house. Um, and it was this um, lady that came into the open house and this has nothing to do with my post. I'm just kind of giving you an example. Yeah. Um, and, and she said she had gone, she had been to a couple different places, you know, um, but that the house that we were holding open, which was my client's property felt like it felt like it was just the right choice for her. Mm -hmm. But, but in that same breath, she was saying, I'm waiting for God to give me a sign. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but the sign comes in like your gut. Yes. Like you walk into this place and you say, this is everything that I feel like I need. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this feels like home to me or whatever the case may be. If, if, if you feel the, the opportunity is right in your gut, that is the sign. Yes. Like there, there may not be another voice. Yeah. You miss your opportunity if you don't act on it. So God is trying to put you in a place but if you are waiting for like something else to happen outside of just executing, yeah. you're gonna miss all the other all the other opportunities. And that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Yeah. 
I love that. And so the reality of it is, is that it's self-sabotaging beliefs that make us roll over the sign, right? I always like to say it like this, where there's vision, there'll always be provision. And so the moment that you put your vision in the atmosphere, in the universe, we know God governs it all. But the moment that you put it out in the atmosphere, the entire world conspires with you to make it happen. And so that's what happened with the client is that she put her vision out there and then seemingly to her stumbled up on this open house of your client and then saying, it feels like it is, but I need another sign. Right. And so the self-sabotaging beliefs will have you in a place of dismay, literally. And so I want to dial back just a little bit, um, India, and give some content to uh, a time where you may have needed a sign, right? When I did research, when I did research about you, you know, I learned that you just didn't fall into real estate, that you came to a place, you was a CFO for for for, for another uh, agency, something completely different from real estate. And you felt, and you were doing phenomenal. You were doing great, but you felt like there was more. And yeah. one of the things that I love is that the more was just not more money. The right. more was not just a, another um, degree. The yeah. more was not another title, but the more was within you. And I love that you started with you. Yeah. And what you said was that you met an evolutionist. And I love that. I might have to uh, look that <laughs> myself, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what we do. We are evolutionists because life is always evolving. And so should we. Oftentimes people get to a place that they believe they've reached a destination. They've gone to school, they've got degrees, they've got certification, and they believe that that's the end all be all because what they're actually measuring that level of success to is far better than anything that they've ever seen when in fact it is only the beginning. And so I want you to share with us your time where you may have had a i need a sign right. moment and when you when you knew that it was something on the inside of you calling you higher and what made you take that leap to higher yeah um so i i have been licensed for almost 20 years mm -hmm. um but you know we navigate spaces or i'm just gonna speak for myself yeah. um, but i think we do this as a people right like um we do what we're told and programmed to do like go yes. to college get a degree you know the, the way you make your money get in corporate america like you you have this thing of only one way um to to be great or only one way to make money there the options are just not always visible right yeah. so i went the traditional route um i have a bachelor's and a master's degree in accounting i work my way like you said from staff accountant all the way up to cfo i've actually my last corporate job was actually cfo for a real estate law firm okay okay so, um but even but i had my license way before that um, mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother story. But um, I started out with my license um, almost 20 years ago. And I just decided to stay in. I was doing well, always a dual career agent. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and I I was always great at it. My husband would say, you know, you're really good at this. You need to be doing this, you know, and I just did it. I, I was like, I paid all this money for my degree. Yeah. 
I have to use it because I spent the like into yes. I felt like it was mandatory for me to be an accountant, like to be in this corporate space. I felt like real estate was so easy to get into. Anybody could do it, right? Because you really only need a sixty-hour, you know, course. Take two exams and you're and you're in, right? Like as long as you pass the exams, is is five hundred dollars versus thousands of dollars I spent on the degree, right? Yeah. So I, I went the traditional route, fighting in my mind the the idea that I was supposed to go this way, right? Um, and I just didn't trust the process that I didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. It's like I didn't know the process of entrepreneurship. My mother was an entrepreneur, but I still didn't know it. Like I wasn't, yeah. you know, and she's the one who told me to go. You know the traditional. Make sure you get a good job. Get you know get go to school. Like get your education. She drilled it in me to do that. So I thought that I really had to do it that way. And that was the only way to do it. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where, but as I climbed the corporate ladder, I was doing less real estate and I was in this mix of, I was on executive teams and, you know, it was people that didn't always look like me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a double minority, right? Not only I'm I'm a black female, right? And that's yep. it's the total opposite. It's white male in all of my spaces. Yeah. And it just started feeling unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And my voice wasn't always heard. Yeah. Um, when I'm fighting for my people and, you know, all that stuff. And I just felt like um, I stopped getting joy out of it. Yeah. Like, I love accounting. I'm a numbers person by heart. Right. And I just felt like. You know, I would, I would, I would go to jobs for money. Like, you know, if I would get tired of a job, I would go, go do an interview, get my resume together. And I would apply to another opportunity Yeah, switch and I would make more money. Yeah. Okay. And that was good enough. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm filling my pockets, but I'm not filling my soul. Like what am I I'm doing? Yeah. I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) there. I'm filling my pockets, but I am not filling my soul. Like, is that right there for me? If that's the reason why I am a personal development coach, because so many people develop themselves professionally to fill their pockets. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But they leave for their personal development to fend for itself. And so their souls are deflated. Yes. So and I, I didn't know that. that. I know. I, I didn't know, know that. The like, things, like you said, you don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it literally took me 40 years to figure that out. Yeah. And it's such a crazy thing because it's a lot of things that we don't really talk about. Yeah. Um, personal development is one of them. And what I like about being on this real estate journey is that I actually have to continue to personally develop. Come on. Like in order to be great in real estate, and I tell this to my team because I have a team of now nine. Um, I have a team of nine agents and I tell this to my team. I say in order to be great in real estate, you have to be on a personal development journey like you awesome. really honestly do. And you're not going to do well until you show up internally like come on in this place you yes it's gonna be a struggle absolutely it is going to be a unnecessary struggle and that's why i wanted to have the conversation because you said it took you 40 years 
to understand that, to know exactly what was going on. And so those of you that are tuning in, that are waiting on a sign, that feel like you don't know whether to go left or right, this conversation is your sign. God is intentional. We have already cut down the trees. We are letting you know about the grit that happened behind the scenes so that you don't have to, so that you can now come and stand on the stumps and look further ahead and get to where you need and want to be faster. One of the things you said, India, was that you stop getting joy from the job. And Mm -hmm. so again, guys, that's one of many signs. When you stop having joy for what it is that you do, or let me kind of backtrack a little bit, you never had joy to begin with. (laughs) Some of you guys were just filling the pockets and I get it, been there, done that, and and got out of there. But that's what I call the grace lifting When the joy stops showing up because everything that you do, God said that our gift will make room for us. And so our gifts should bring us joy, even if we are temporarily sharing our gifts with others, it should bring us joy. And so when you no longer have joy, the grace has lifted literally. And yeah. so Lakita said that she all she's always waiting on a confirmation. And so Lakita, you know, you've been around for a while. I'm gonna have you unpack that a bit. And the question that I'm going to ask you is why? Why are you always waiting for a confirmation? Because the reality of it is, is that as India said, the opportunity is the confirmation. You've been praying, you've been slaying, you've been fasting. And now the very things that you've been fasting and praying about is now in your face and you need another confirmation. So this conversation, I want us to take intentional, practical steps to execute in that thing that's coming up for you right now that you've been waiting on confirmation for to move. And so I'm going to challenge each and every one of you that are on here to let me know, put it in the comments. What are you waiting on God for? What is the confirmation? What is the validation that you are waiting for? While you guys put that in the put put that in the uh, comment section, uh, India, I'm going to share another great nugget that you mentioned was you had to, you said you have to, you had to get, you had to get used to you you had to get used to it i guess meaning i guess meaning you were just, just talking about the duality in the firm with being uh female and black yeah and so what exactly did you have to get used to um i think what i was saying is just um every space isn't meant to be for you for a long time Come on. Right. And so I started to realize that that wasn't my space. It was great. No, listen, I don't take away anything from my journey. Yes. Right. But it started to not be my space anymore. Um, Meaning I wasn't being personally fulfilled. Like I I, I didn't feel like I was walking away accomplishing anything, even though I was having great success. Right. Like, like truly. Like, you know, there's so many things that I learned, you know, every business doesn't make money. Like just, so much mm-hmm. and i'm a numbers person by heart like that's why real estate for me is currency so it's like 
it's like money in a different way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, it, but I get to touch more people. And yeah. in this space that I've been in, I've met many people like yourself. Yeah. Like it's just the connections that I've made have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, just meeting new people all the time. That's really kind of all the fulfillment I need, honestly. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to touch people and help them understand that, um, for me, it's helping people understand that they can level up. There's Come another on. space for you greater than where you are. Yes. And so let me help you take, let me help you, let, let me help take you there. Yeah. Right? Let me expose you to some stuff. Because what, what I um understand is, unless you're exposed, you don't even know how to navigate. You don't even know it's available. Yeah. 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 And that's and, just and, so yeah, many, ahead. I mean, so there's so many things that we don't know. So my role is to educate. Yeah. Um, help people understand yeah. what what owning real estate really means. Yeah. And how you can use it. Because some people, you can own real estate and not do anything with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So there's just so many opportunities and that's it's my role to share. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And I've coined the phrase that better is always available. And so you don't have to accept what shows up. And oftentimes, you know, people accept what shows up because they haven't been exposed to anything different. And so I love when you say that my responsibility, my commitment rather, is to show people that there's more, yeah. right? And how to do the more. For me, I love to give you the what and the how. Anybody can tell you what to do, but how can I do it is the question. Mm -hmm. And so when you mention how you can work with real estate, how you can make it work for you for that matter, and then allowing people to see themselves working it is empowering in and of itself literally right and so i love your stance i love your commitment to humanity and oftentimes people you know get into entrepreneurship for the money initially and i always tell them is that the money will come when your heart is in divine alignment with the purpose yeah the money will come no stress no strain no struggle literally you are so go ahead you wanted to add something no i was gonna say you you're absolutely right that yeah. that was kind of my um addition um, i want to say when i um when i quit my corporate job um as i mentioned earlier um i was um i was dual career in real estate but the higher i got up into accounting the less real estate i was doing and so when i quit i had one real estate transaction mm. that was not enough to feed my family yeah yeah i don't have no problems now financially been great yeah. um been able to um do multi-six-figure years mm -hmm. like just building um a, 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 a business and a team there's just been like i have not needed anything come on yeah and that's all god all god and the one thing that i was actually concerned about like we all concerned about it wasn't even really the money of leaving corporate it was the benefits yeah like, okay how am i gonna get health insurance yeah that was mine literally yeah. Yeah. yeah that was mine how am i gonna get health insurance what does that look like and i love that you i, I love that you said that it wasn't the money mm -hmm. so the money didn't scare you because clearly you can make money but then the benefits that come that came along with the corporate security is yeah. what had you on the fence mm -hmm. 
of moving to the next whatever God was calling you to do. Yeah. The other thing is that God said his promises is that when I bless you, that I add absolutely no sorrow, that I add no sorrow. And yeah. so if there's ever sorrow present, it ain't God. Yeah. It's you driving. It's you now have replaced God with yourself and you have become a God in the situation. And so when you, when, when you decided to leave um, India, what was that last straw that was like, I'm out? It was an emotional pulling, right? Like, um, so I, I personally realized that um, there were, so I had been in um, the, um, the legal space. So I was working for law firms um, as their accountant, director of accounting, CFO, like in that space. Um, and I had gone to a, a couple of different law firms over like a 12 year span or something like that. And I realized that every time I would go to a different company, um, it would be good for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I just would start having the same emotions that I was having. Yeah. And I, you think that moving to another job is going to help that. It's not. It's not. Like, okay, now I'm really fighting with myself. Yes. I'm, I'm fighting, fighting with, with myself. myself. I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the last job was just not a good fit. Mm hmm and i was like and it wasn't a good fit because you're fighting with yourself god's like oh, I didn't call you keep going there yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm like one thousand percent and so i'm like okay let me just do this internal thing yeah start with myself and yeah. so that's when i hired the evolutionist so i was actually looking for a therapist yeah i was looking for a therapist i had gone to therapy before but i was mm -hmm. in this one i felt like i needed a different therapist like i you know and i was looking for a therapist well one yeah. of my friends um she's also a soror she said call this lady she recommended a person yeah and I, and I was like okay she was like she's a little different it's not like regular therapy and i was like well what yeah. is it and she was like, no, just call her. And I'm like, okay. So then the lady tells me, she explains like what she does. And I'm thinking, this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> right? I'm yes. like, right, well, I'm going to try it. Like, I'm just going to try it. And so basically what she, what she, like, we were, we were on a zoom and I'm, and I'm, I'm still working. I'm mm -hmm. in my corporate office. Yeah. I'm in my office with the door shut. I would have an hour with her virtually and I would literally be in there like meditating. Yeah. She would be like, okay, close your eyes. And she would talk me through like thoughts. Mm -hmm. And she would tell me to um, like, what is your perfect avatar? Where do you see yourself? Like speak it. I hope you guys are taking notes. We're having yeah. a conversation, but these are principle and twos that we live by. What is your perfect avatar? Yeah. What is it that you want your life to look like? Your yes. thoughts are free, guys. Yes. So why are you holding them in captivity? I'm going to say that again. Your thoughts are free. Yeah. So why are you holding them in captivity? Hold that thought, India, because I want, I want you to come back and finish that. God said that he would give us exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever imagine but the disconnect the bottleneck is you're not imagining your imagination is incarcerated and so you're gonna get 
what you give. Think, guys, what does your best, absolute best life, life look like? And then 10x it. Yes. It's free. <laughs> it costs you nothing to think it, to mm -hmm. imagine it. And imagination, I'm not just saying the thought. The thought is a start. But I'm saying to actually feel yourself yes. in it. Yes. To see yourself, it's, if it's, or if it's at, on a beach, to see yourself, feel yourself in the sand, to feel the wind flowing and passing over your body, to feel the sun beaming down on your body, feel it, embrace it. Imagine guys. Yeah. And so just to, to even what you said, so after she would ask me, then we would go through a process through meditation of me visualizing it mentally. Yeah. So like bringing it to life in your mind. Come on. And so I'm sitting in my office, like in, I would close, I would turn off the lights mm -hmm. and I would literally speak it and then think it. Yeah. And it would be my reality in my head. Yes. And I'm like, and then she's coaching me so that everything is positive. Yes. Right. So she's in my ear saying all of these positive things. And she was really great at what she did. Um, and it was, it. and that's, it was sort of like manifesting. Yes. <laughs> so it was a level of it because we went from in the very beginning, which was hard for me to do in the beginning, it was very hard for me to do to like, a, to, I could see my, with each meeting, I could see myself progressing to a different space. Yeah. And by the time we got to that higher level space, it was more of connecting to your higher being. Come on. And yeah. it sounds so funny. Yeah. I think I don't. So I can't even say if I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Would I be here today? I don't know. But there yeah. was a place in my brain that she totally unlocked. Yeah. Um, and what that did for me was make me fearless. Yeah. Because everything that was holding me back before was because I had a fear of not moving forward. There yeah. was, even if it was the tiniest thing. Yeah. So now what I do is make sure that I unlock that fear in my brain, like to, to release it. Yeah. So that I'm not thinking about things that will hold me back. I'm just moving forward. Yeah. And so, so needing emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So needing a sign, turn it, uh, going back to uh, the title of the podcast, needing a sign is a fear that is locked up in your brain, your thought process. And so one of the things you just said is that you release it, but you first acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. And then you release it, mm -hmm. which dismantles fear. Yes. See, fear only resides where it has an invitation and where it's being fed. And so the moment that you continue to recycle fear, you will have it. Why? Because it's an imagination. It's simulation. It's meditation. Mm -hmm. So you're already doing all the things you're just doing it the opposite way. If you will reverse engineer what you are currently doing, then you will begin to manifest the life that you have always desired, literally, literally. And so I love that, that you said each session, you felt more empowered and empowered. Those are my words. Mm -hmm. But each session you felt more empowered because it was unlocking 
the the strength that that belief system had mm -hmm. for sure i love that i love that and guys i want you to take all of this in like i literally want you to breathe like inhale exhale like breathe all of this in because it is a lot of information but it's so practical that you can do it right now as we're having the conversation to begin to release expired belief systems and this is what i mean by expired belief systems is because belief systems work they work but they have a time and a season for the working you heard india when she said that she would go to jobs and they will work for a little while how many of you guys can relate with that they will work for a little while but then she would always find herself back in the same place of not being fulfilled and i call that force rather than flow and so when you have to push yourself to do things you're in force you are now the god over the situation and therefore you don't have any peace going back to what god promises that when i bless you i add no sorrow force is never sorrow and so you want to begin to get in a space of flow and it's okay that you at this time or in times past needed a sign but i want you to begin to develop the strength and cultivate you not needing a sign or any other confirmation than the opportunity in itself by by doing these two these principles putting them in place they seem simple but simple isn't simple until you do it consistently and so i want to talk about family um a little bit india because Charity starts at home and then it spreads abroad. And so if home is not in alignment, neither will life be. Yep. And so oftentimes, you know, we sometimes get into relationship, relationships, whether it be romantic or platonic, that has kind of run its course, right? And so in, 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 in your relationship, you've been married for how long now? Oh my God, 20 years. <laughs> 20 years to John, the ultimate, real, the uh, ultimate barber. I love that. The whole brand is the ultimate. I love, love, love that. And so, was there ever a time where a previous belief system no longer worked? At one time, it was phenomenal, it was working. Was there ever a time where a belief system, something that you guys have stand on, stopped working and you had to fight through it? to get to the other side, to develop new belief systems. Yeah. You don't get to the number of years that you guys have been in marriage and not have any challenges. Oh, absolutely. I mean, totally. We have challenges, right? <laughs> um, I think for, because we grew up together, mm -hmm. right? So for us, we, I met him when I was 18. We didn't date immediately, but like I've known him all my life, right? Yeah. He was 21. Uh, we were in, both in college at the time. Um, and so, of course, we were young. And then all of these things, like we grew up together. Mm -hmm. So as like you, we're talking about personal development, we're talking yeah. about all those things. Now, imagine doing that with somebody, 
Mm -hmm. Right. Because they're changing what you thought yeah. they were. They're not. They don't even know who they are. Sometimes you don't know who you are sometimes. So, yeah, it's we definitely had to come back to each other a couple of times and reassess. Yeah. Like, And, and now we just make it a process. Yeah. So we, we kind of, you know, revamp and say, OK, how are you feeling about this? You know, what's going on with you? We have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, because we, you can't like you, what we are today is totally not what we were as a couple, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, life has changed. Things have changed. We have changed. Yeah. And if you have somebody who has act, stayed exactly the same, you definitely don't want that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, we've had to, I mean, there has, but there was an evolution there too, right? Yeah. Like you have to go through all processes everything yeah. is a learning curve everything is a you know you have to a matter of the heart yeah right? i love that yeah you yeah. said reassess and i think that oftentimes people go through life not reassessing mm -hmm. that they don't do any inspection of their life they just go along with life and 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 accept what life gives them instead of them giving life what they want it to give them yeah. You know, one of the principles that I share with my clients is to command your day at night. Stop waking up to the day and make the day awaken to you. And so when you talk about reassessing, that's exactly what it is, is that we wait for life to tell us what to do instead of telling life what to do. Now, certainly life is going life. Mm -hmm. But you have the opportunity by reassessing in advance. I always say get ahead of it. Reassessing in advance how you respond rather than react to life. Literally, yeah. a couple, uh, maybe a month or so ago, my dad transitioned. And while we all know that transition is a part of living, it was not something that I was expecting at this time. However, because of the way that I assess and reassess and undergird myself in my faith, I was able to stand in the face of adversity. I consider it adversity when it's premature, right? And so I was able to stand because of the assessments that I continue to do in my life in the face of adver adversity and not allow it to take me out. Yeah. And so I know some of you guys, you know, you know, run with the cliche, life is life and life is going life, but life is subject to the way I tell it to life. And so you have to begin to declare, begin to see how, in fact, you want life to be literally. As you guys know, I have a 29 year old with special needs and nobody has a dream to have a child with special needs. Nobody is writing that down on their vision board to have a child with special needs. However, when the cards were dealt and I assessed the situation, I decided to redeal, okay? This isn't what I was expecting, nor was it what I hoped for, but we gonna redeal. Yeah. We are going to follow the plan of God with this, and that only comes by relationship. You see, when you're in a place, in a state of mind that you're always waiting on confirmation and needing a sign, it's because you're out of relationship with God. 
that you are not communing with God on a daily basis, that you don't even know his voice when he is speaking to you. Get in relationship with God. Just like we're having this conversation now is the same way you should be having a conversation with God. Just like you have a conversation with your best friend, with your husband, with your wife, with those that are influential in your life, have those same conversations with God and in the pace, the capacity, in the in, in the consistency rather that you have, have that consistency with God because God will never allow you to be sucker punch. He will never allow you, to, he will never have you wandering about anything that's in alignment with what he predestined for you. The other thing is obedience is not only better than sacrifice, obedience is the covenant connector. Because oftentimes there is no sacrifice. What we think we're sacrificing is nothing and it should be sacrificed. But it's the obedience that people are afraid to take that keeps them in a place of wandering. Give me another sign, God, because the sign that he gave you, you didn't want. It didn't look like what you thought it should look like. It made you uncomfortable. So now you want another sign. Get in relationship, guys. And so with that, India, you too have a 19-year-old. Jada is 19. 19. 19. Um, With with, uh, special needs. And so... As I mentioned at the top of our conversation that I believe there's an unspoken superpower that's connected to parents of children that have special needs. And I'll even go a little further and say caregivers, because it's not always the parent that is giving the care to the children and the adults that have special needs. And so I believe that there's an unspoken strength. What has been some of your breakthrough moments um, with, with Jada and uh, preparing her for life, right? One of the books that I'm writing now is Raising a Child with Special Needs to Succeed because in in that community, these children that grow up to be adults are raised to be dependent. And so for me, it's raising them to succeed. And you've done a phenomenal job in that. So just share a little bit about that process with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Jada is, I feel like she's my blessing child. Yeah. Um, And I say that because having a child with special needs, she has an intellectual disability. So what that means is um, it's intellectual disability is the modern day term for mental retardation. Yeah. That's kind of the modern day term. So that's what they used to call it. Intellectual disability is what they call it now. Um, and for her, it really, and she's high functioning, but for her, it really means that, um, her processing is very, very delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, so the things that you and I would think are common sense or the things or the way you and I communicate, um, with, um, logic and all of that stuff, it's, it's definitely, um, at a lower level for her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but she has taught me so much. Yeah. I feel like. I would not be the person that I am today, mm-hmm. have the sensitivities, the charm, the patience, the like just all of that if it was not for her. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Me. I love she it. 
he really built me. And I and I'll say that like you mentioned, built we we build each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so um she has definitely surprised me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, she started out at two years old not talking. That's how we identified. Like we okay. did. And then we were new parents, we denied it. We were like, oh, she's only two. Of course. Like, <laughs> she, yeah. she just to do two-year-olds talk? Like yeah. only two. And so it happened again, three at four. And by the time she turned four or five, we were like, okay, let's just go with the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we went into the special education community um, and then we built from there. And it's still a learning process once you're in there because yeah. the inclusion, do you do pull out? Like, it's just so much. It's so and much. So many resources. Not everybody knows everything. You have to navigate your way through. Um, but I feel like Jada has had great support. Mm -hmm. We're still working on the complete independence. Yeah. Um, but she is so sufficient. And so, are you working on the complete independence for you or her and both? Yeah. Both. <laughs> that part. Release. I'm gonna my I'm not gonna lie, my husband be like, stop answering for her and and let her do it. And you know, I, and I do, right? Yeah, yeah. Feel the mothering in me that wants to step in. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and now I feel like, okay, let me just sit back a little bit. Let me pull back and just let her navigate. Yeah. Um, so this morning she burnt up some pizza. I'm like, first of all, why you eat pizza early in the morning? But she <laughs> decided she wanted to cook something today. And uh -huh. I'm like, okay. So, but you know, um, I have to let her make the mistakes. Yeah. Just yeah. like any other kid, I have to let her to do that. Um, mm -hmm. but there's also this sensitivity that's there for, um, you know, we want to protect them from other people because yeah. not other people are intelligent enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I call it. So there's a lot of um, there. It's just it's so much. Yeah. Yeah. It is so much. And I mean, that's the perfect word is that it's so much. And uh, and, and you'll hear other people say it's so much. It's too much. Right. But even in the so much, even in the too much, you find fortitude and strength to continue without needing confirmation. What does that for you? What is it that has, has you continue without confirmation to not look around always for a sign for the next thing? She's my heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do it for her. I don't need, like, I, like with this sign thing, it's in you. Yeah. So like it's in you, yes. Yeah. So when you, like you said, when you have a relationship with God, when you understand yourself, when you're, when you're in this space of personal development, when you're, you know, when you figured it out and not, and I say that lightly because we don't always know. Yeah. But like when you understand certain things, you just navigate. Yeah. You don't have to think twice about it. Yeah. Um. And and it's a it's a place of personal development. Yeah. And for her, it's never a question. Like mm -hmm. we're just gonna go gung ho because we know we need the results that we need. So we're gonna do the investigation. We're gonna get the resource that we resources that we need. I ask questions. I mean, I've met a lot of moms, parents in general, that are in the special education community. So we just rely on each other. Yeah. And so reaching out, asking for help. That's another thing is that oftentimes you're waiting on a confirmation and or a sign because you don't want to ask for help. 
and you must ask for help. God used people. You don't have everything that you need on the inside of you, but you certainly have the need that you need somebody else to help you to get what's on the inside out. And I think oftentimes people get stuck in themselves. Like I can do it. I want to do it. And it's a combination of reasons why ego, shame, blame, all of that is because of my mama, my father, my sister, my brother, whomever is the reason why I am like this. I want to do everything my way because I know if I do it my way, it'll get done. Well, not so much because God has set people in place to help us to get to the next state. Like literally when I say state, I mean state of mind, state of being, state of living. And so one of the things that was an aha moment for me was that when I came to the realization that, or the revelation rather, is that in, in, in essence, I have been raising a toddler for 29 years, if you will, literally, like it did not, it did not register to me like that initially, but in, in that raising, there has been so many major things that has impacted my life and the lives of others around me. And so taking that impact and empowering myself, because I too um, operated in needing a sign of how to help, who to help, things like that, because you do have to have a level of protection for them because they can't protect and advocate for themselves. But the signs were coming consistently in advance, I remember when he was aging out of uh, the public school system and they were telling me to allow people to come in to help. And I just couldn't fathom somebody outside of my, you know, tight knit, knit, knit circle helping. But just a few years ago, I embraced it. And it has not only changed my life, but it's also changed his life in such a way that I would have never fathomed. And so I've shared that in depth, guys, to say that your waiting will delay not only you, but it'll also delay others that depend on you and or that God has attached to you. And so I say it like this, let the help help. That's one of the chapters in my book, let the help help. There are people that God has planted and positioned to help you. Let them help. And so you're waiting for a sign. You're waiting for confirmation. Not only is the opportunity to confirmation, but there are also people coming to you with clarity about the vision that you preset, that you're still saying, I'm waiting because it didn't come the way that you wanted. Excuse me. And so let's begin to employ the help. This conversation is help. We have we we have shared a lot of tools and principles that are practical for you to use today. Uh, Lakita says that she want all doubt to be gone before she make a move. That she guess she doesn't like to be too uncomfortable. Maybe it's due to getting older and thinking about timing and having quality of life, you know, after making the change until she's comfortable again. Here's the thing. If you are comfortable, you are not where God has called you to be. Literally. Comfort is not a sign of anything that grows. Growth, you'll always have some level of discomfort. 
I remember before I left corporate America, I had gotten the property to a place where I felt like it could just roll on its own. And I literally sat back in my chair and crossed my legs. And I said, finally, I can relax. And God said, who told you that? Literally, who told you that? And then he went on to say that your work is done here. It's now time for you to move on. And like a kid, but I was an adult, I had an adult tantrum. And I said, God, you mean to tell me that I've done all this hard work, this blood, sweat, and tears, coming in at 9 a.m., leaving at midnight for the last year for somebody else to come in and reap the benefits? He said, your work is done here. And so the same with you guys. If you're at a place of comfort, your work is done in that place. It's now time for you to move on. And so, Lakita, if you're waiting on doubt to dissipate, execute. That's when doubt is going to dissipate, when you execute. I mentioned earlier that obedience is the covenant connector. And so until you execute in the thing that you are doubting, the doubt will always be there. It's that fear that we talked about earlier. Fear is going to live where it's being fed. That's what doubt is. Doubt is fear. And so, guys, we are coming to the end of this amazing conversation. As always, I want to open it up for you. If you have any questions, you know, concerns, ahas, anything that needs clarity, I want to open this up for you to share, to ask your questions. And um, I'm going to allow, you know, India and myself to, you know, answer them. But don't leave here the same way you came. Please don't leave here the same way you came. If you're coming in now, please go back and listen to the replay. There are practical tools that you can use today to get you on the other side of looking for a sign. There's also conversation of our lives. I, I like to call them stories of how we went from grit to glory. Oftentimes people meet you where you are and they think you were born like that. Not so. I'm going to say not me, like Eric says. <laughs> not me. And so there's a cultivation. There's an awakening. There is some sitting with ourselves. There's some personal developing ourselves that has gotten us to the place where we are. And guess what? There is more. Better is always available, but you must, you must go get it in order to receive it. So let us know what your questions are, your aha moments. Um, in India, I want you to share, you know, any final thoughts that may have come up, you know, during this conversation that you feel can help the audience. Oh, you mute. I can't hear you. Um, there will always be some level of, uh, of, of doubt. Right. Um, but in order, like you said, to remove the doubt, you have to, to take action um, and, and prove that doubt wrong. And, and you have to um, speak positive thoughts to yourself. Um, if you doubt is a negative, a negative thought. <clears throat> so you have to talk positive to yourself and say that you can do it and say that you're not afraid and say, you know, what your passion is. Um, so talk positive self talk, coach yourself through it. Um, but there's never going to be a perfect moment. Yeah. It's I never going to be a perfect moment. 
Yeah, there's never going to be a perfect moment. And another thing that I do is that I anchor myself. Like I have, you know, anchor, I use anchor scriptures that I anchor myself in consistently. I don't wait until I need them to anchor myself in them. I anchor myself in them. So if I need them, they literally come up in the moment, you know, that I need them. And so begin to anchor yourself in scriptures. That's one way. There are other ways um, as well. But begin to anchor yourself in a scripture that empowers you to move literally, right? One of mine is I can do all things through Christ's strength, not my strength, right? We get in a place where we want to do things through our strength because our skill set and the repetitiveness of us doing it, we can do it with our eyes closed. And so we forget that it's Christ's strength that we're able to do things. And so I'm constantly reminding myself that I can do all things through Christ's strength not Tasha's strength. And so those moments that come up and I'm in my, my strength, my anchor, my, my anchor comes up and say, no, 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 Christ's strength, not Tasha's strength. And so get you an anchor to anchor yourself in the time of need before you need it. Good stuff, guys. And so I've, I, I've seen your comments. We've shared them on the screen. It looks like you may not have any other questions right now. Please take what you have heard and apply it today. Don't let this just be another good conversation and you walk away with a, with a bunch of ideas, a bunch of twos that you hoard. Please execute, do something different. And it could be something, something very simple, but you doing it repetitively will make a world of difference. Do yourself and those that are connected to you a great favor by moving different today. I love you guys. Remember, better is always available. And wherever there is no challenge, there will never be any change. Refuse to remain the same because same is so lame. I love you guys. Talk to you soon.